mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Telling Everybody Everything, Kutstra Dinner Time Edition. I am sorry that I absent-minded, well, it wasn't absent-mindedly, it's not like I forgot. I just wasn't able to do the podcast last Wednesday, and I never miss a week. Even when Fred was born five months ago, I did a podcast the next day. So, I mean... Things are just unraveling. He needs 24-hour attention, and when he's napping, I'm absolutely knackered, so I usually nap beside him or I have to be quiet next to him. The good news is my screen time is plummeting. I'm on that thing maybe four hours a day. It used to be seven or eight. Yeah, that's a lot. But, I mean, I was reading a lot at night. I was doing intellectual work on my phone. I was not playing Minecraft, I promise, though nothing wrong with playing Minecraft. Back on the podcast today, a lot has been going on. We've had 100 million visitors. My mom was with us. My mom went home. My dad and his lovely wife came to see us. They went home. And then Bobby's sexually incontinent family with a 1,000 siblings, nieces, came to stay with us. And that was a ton of fun. It was a blast, but it meant that, you know, I had to exhibit a uh, hostess level of energy when I'm not used to doing that. We went to Winter Wonderland. Violet passed out on a roller coaster. Here she is with her mouthful of rice to tell us all about it. Violet, um, first of all, we were very lucky to be invited to Winter Wonderland. It's this amazing exhibition in Hyde Park with rides. Microwave, told you it was dinner time. Now, we didn't make dinner in the microwave. We're just reheating something. It's all kicking off. You're getting the real organic Kutstra dinner time today. Thanks, Pete Pie. VT rice, hey, hey, keeping it real, delicious, fluffy, perfect rice every time. Always a sponsorship opportunity. That was not an ad, but I mean, long ago it was an ad, but I mean, I still eat the rice because it's delicious. Anyway, Winter Wonderland, get there if you can. It's at Hyde Park. There are rides, mulled wine, hot apple cider, games, a Santa experience, Christmas market, things to buy, a street food festival. Someone had two bratwurst. Violet, tell us what happened. Um, start at the beginning. What are your views on roller coasters? Do you remember ever being on any roller coasters? I remember being on um, a lobster roller coaster that my mum took me scorpion. on. Scorpion. Scorpion, whatever. And some of you might not know this. All of you might not know this because I've never talked about it. I have the biggest fear of crabs. Like, I will throw up if I see one, like... They, I, I, like, if I see pictures on Safari, they'll make me feel sick. Like, I just hate. Do you have any I idea where crabs. that fear comes Ugh. from? And then, what animals does it extend to? Like anything with an okay. exoskeleton? So, um, 
my mum got me a book when I was little and it was of all the animals like this is like when I was like three months old and there was a crab page and the crab was disgusting oh I remember it oh yeah, it was really so oh so bad so that started my fear and like I just like I don't like the way they look I think they look like tw spiders i think they look like giant spiders they do i think they are spiders do you know what i mean i think they have the same sort of body right no bobby (laughs) that's shaking his head bobby do you know like the anthropological distinction mammalia familia okay you uh, keep talking i'll google it but you're also scorpions and what else scorpions um let's say like like most seafood not like fish but like you know what i mean like i don't like Octopuses aren't my favorite. Um, scorpions, like I don't really like um, eels, like just along the lines of that. Like anything creepy, crawl, Fred. Ugh. Anything creepy, crawly. Dad's going to get my brother. So BK, the dummy's just sitting on the pillow next to him. See, this is what I mean. How long have we been doing the podcast? Five freaking seconds, and Fred is up. Ugh, just a brief interlude. Is a crab a spider? Before taking into consideration, have you thought about this? What's a crab? What's a spider? Here are the differences and the facts. Um, this doesn't feel like it was written by someone whose first language is English, but that's okay. Um, what is a crab? A crab belongs to the decapod crustacean of the infraorder Brachiura, which generally, in all species, have a short projecting tail. The tail is always hidden under the thorax. Fine, fine, fine. The behavior of a crab walk sideways. Violet, is this triggering for you? Is this bad? Oh, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There are pictures of crabs. Okay. Facts about the crab. Should we even do this? Is this going to be hard for you? Yeah. What is a spider? Can I talk about spiders? I mean, yeah, but you're going to talk about crabs. It makes me sort of... Picture of a spider. I mean, okay. No. Basically, I mean, differences between a crab and a spider. Okay, here we go. Spiders possess muscular features. Crabs do not. Spiders possess chelicerae. Crabs have mandibles. Oh, I see, like teeth. Spiders are arachnids. Crabs are crustaceans. Spiders have eight legs. Crabs have 10. Spiders have eight eyes. Crabs have two. There are 40,000 species of spider and 9,000 species of crab. A fear of spiders is termed arachnophobia. The abnormal fear of crabs is known as caburophobia. Well, the largest known species of spider is the Goliath bird eater, and the largest species of crab is the Japanese spider crab. (gasps) Similarities. The spider and the crab are not insects. The spider and the crab both walk the same way. (gasps) They are gross. Spiders and crabs both have characteristics that enable them to hold on to their prey, pincers and claws. The crab and the spider are both from the same arthropod family class. Oh, I see. They both possess an exoskeleton system. I was right about that. And they both have joint legs. Sickening. Okay, Violet, continue. I'm done. I'm done with that. Anyways, it was a lobster ride. Scorpion. Scorpion. And it was like, there was like fire. I hate fire. It was like, and it was not even that fast. I'd be able to go on into this day, but little 10-year-old, 8-year-old me, it was just, it was just horrible. So I hate roller coasters. I hate anything scary, but my cousins were in town and like Sarnia it doesn't have many fun things. So um, we shouldn't take them to Winter Wonderland because it's a fun experience. So when we went to Winter Wonderland, they went on this jumper ride and I was like, whoa, I don't want to do that. And then we did a bunch of fun, like 
playhouses that I wanted to do because I'm a massive baby when we're like roller coasters, rides. No, you're not. Like roller coasters are dumb. Why would you want to just why? For the um exhilaration. Yeah, but I mean, I get exhilarated from you know personal achievements, milestones. (laughs) I get exhilarated from opening the freezer. I, I get exhilarated by going to Starbucks. Exactly. We don't need roller coasters. We don't need roller coasters. So, um, I went on this roller coaster. It was like Santa's sleigh. And I was terrified to get on it. So, when I sat on the roller coaster, I was really scared. The ride hasn't even started. And I peed myself. What? Yes, I did. I told you that I peed myself when I got off the ride. You want that on the podcast? I don't care. I honestly don't care. Mm, Where did she get that? So, I I sat on this roller coaster. My cousin... She's amazing. Her name's Lily. How much pee are we talking? Not that much. Like a dribble? Because we didn't have to change our trousers or leave. <laughs> I guess. I mean, it was not We bad. were wearing one of Fred's nappies just in case. No. Okay. Carry on. Lily's amazing. Lily's amazing. She's um, two years older than me. And she was like, Violet, it'll be fine. We were kind of, she was kind of laughing at me, but like in a good way. And then um, the ride started. And then I closed my eyes. I was like, and then it started and it was actually fun for a bit i was waving my hands in there i was clapping i was singing it's a holy jolly christmas it was all good but then the ride stopped and i'm like oh it's done thank god that wasn't even that bad i started saying to my cousin i was such a baby like all that stuff and then it goes final speed i'm like oh shit oh wait that's fine okay sorry yeah sorry it went on and it like jolted and I was like, oh no. And then it went like full, full, full speed. And I was like, <laughs> and so I closed my eyes then I opened them again and it was going so fast. It was going like up, down, around, like it was crazy. And then I don't remember anything after that. I remember my cousin shaking me and saying it's slowing down. And then I woke up, like woke up. Like, so basically I passed out. My cousin told me after the ride that I, like, my eyes rolled to the back of my head. I, like, literally remember nothing. And, like, my, I was, like, I was, like, floppy. She said, like, my head, like, went on her. She said I passed out, basically, to sum it up. Will you be going on a roller coaster again? No. Touring-wise, it has been a very busy couple of weeks. Bobby, welcome back from sorting the baby. Thank you. I'm, like, the striker you call in in the 85th minute. Ooh. Fresh legs. Speaking of the baby, I was a guest on Good Morning Britain today, and they sort of ambushed me with this news story, not ambushed in a bad way, but they were like, oh, and what do you think about Boris Johnson's speech? He recently delivered a speech where he's talking all kinds of shit about Peppa Pig World, but I was there as part of a partnership with EA and Internet Matters to promote parental controls on gaming this Christmas. So you can't really give your full spectrum of like, well, I think he's a wolf crying shit weasel. You can't say that at 7 a.m. on Good Morning Britain. You have to be there as representative of the organization. So you're just like, well, you know, speeches are difficult. And then they said, what do you think about Stella Creasy getting criticism for bringing her three-month-old baby into chambers? So Stella Creasy, if you're listening from outside the UK or you are not au fait with our politics, she is an MP. She was in the um, chambers doing a debate and she was wearing her sleeping three-month-old son in a papoose, a sling. And all these people were like, that's really inappropriate. Leave him in a crash. And I had not seen this before. And I just looked at it. I was like, uh, well, pfft. 
I think that is an image of a formidable woman. I would like to see more of the lords bringing their newborns into chambers. I am always confused. When I'm tuning in to the spicy debates on the Houses of Parliament channel that I always watch, I'm like, oh, all these lords, where are their newborns? Who's looking after them? You know, it's like, of course these men are going to criticize her because... I mean, I don't just mean men, but I mean super, super posh men who were ripped from their mothers at like age four or seven or whatever and taken to private schools. Sorry for offending you if you have been indoctrinated into thinking that going to boarding school at age five was good for you. It was not. That is what they do with Spartans. And I like boarding school. Violet School has an option to board. She's 12 years old, so sometimes she'll stay there once in a while. But the way that our MPs are raised when they just... I don't know. They go to the school altogether and their parents are not around and it fucking shows because they make cold-hearted, ruthless decisions. And then a woman brings her baby into parliament and they're like, why would you do that? What about your nanny? Jacob Rees-Mogg has like 40 kids. Why isn't Boris Johnson bringing his kids into parliament? He, there are at least six days in the week. He could bring a different kid for each day, presumably. Um, I just can't believe that they're criticizing her and it made me pissed off. And I, I should have slowed down and asked more questions on Good Morning Britain. Like, wait, what? What's happening now? Because I'm sure she didn't bring her baby because, you know, that was her preference that day. It's a necessity. We don't bring Fred on tour because it's an absolute blast and Fred's like dying to see Bradford. We bring him on tour because he drinks breast milk and we don't really have a choice because he's a newborn. Anyway, on the subject of Fred, I'm absolutely knackered. I was driving the other night and Bobby, after what I'm about to tell you, was worried that I had had a gin and tonic. I had not. I bought a bottle of Club Orange, the Irish treat from Dublin. I really got, you know, uh, inspired. I thought I need Club Orange in my life. It's a delicious fizzy orange drink, a bit like Fanta, but it's not like Fanta. It's much better. So we've got that in the fridge. And we did have the guests, the really fun aunties and Graham and cousins. I was in an entertainment party mood. I poured myself a very stiff gin and Club Orange. I took one sip. It was fucking disgusting. So I didn't drink it. Instead of drinking it, I put it in the sink and I said, I'm going to drive to the tube station with all the girls and we're going to go out. I drove to the tube station. Accidentally, I went too close to the curb and like, I don't know. I've been up on curbs before because it's not really my fault. Okay, I'm going to move the microphone so Bobby can interject. But Bobby, please be respectful because, okay, number one, I have a Range Rover. That is a wide vehicle. Not my fault. Number two, I was raised in Canada with you where our roads are very wide. There are narrow roads in England for horses and buggies, not designed for Range Rovers. And I was trying to move past a car that was too far over to the left. So I was trying to definitely not hit the car. And so what if I go up on the curve? Because that's supposed to be like four wheel drive. So I've gone up on curbs before, but on this occasion, the curb had previously been tampered with. The curb was jagged. No, 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 wait, no, wait, wait. No, the no, cobblestones no. were jutting out, no. so it popped my tire. And sure. part of my spatial awareness problem was because I was tired, because I'm very busy raising your son. So I think normally when you set sail, so to speak, you have Fred with you, so you're normally very cautious, I assume. In this case, you're without Fred. Fred's with me. And so I think you, you know, you're going out to Winter Wonderland excited, excitable and I think you just got like Lewis Hamilton on the road like flying around because you don't have Fred possibly well it was nighttime too it was nighttime but 
you've never hit a curb like this where you've dislodged the brick. And when she says the curb was previously dislodged, I, you know, can't think of the possibilities or odds. I'm a real, you know, stats guy of the chances that this one brick was jagged and loose. It or was. she caused that to be jagged and loose following. She says it already was. However, was. if you see the hole in the tire, it's not a hole. It's like a... A rip that like you would have from a jagged if, if someone shot a harpoon into the tire type of... <laughs> for anyone not knowing what a harpoon is, it's a, a whaling uh, weapon. <laughs> and it was massive. So I get the call. Yeah, uh, there's been an accident. Pop the tire. Uh, the, it was not popped. It was mangled anyways. Where we disagree is, you know, there's no proof that I... The impact from me going on the curb ruined the curb because think about it. I'm I drive on curbs all the time. This is a real <laughs> you know how okay, you're a statsman, an oddsman. I'm driving on curbs all the time. Nothing happens. Maybe you've dislodged this curb earlier and caused it to you ran over again and this one did it. Right. I'm not what are sure. the odds that I would that the, the odds are more great on that. However, there's this one individual brick that's now like you know, they're normally in line. This one's like poking up like a like a shark's fin exactly. on the side of the road. That's what sliced me. No, you ran into it so hard that it sliced you and you dislodged the brick and then drove on a rim, I assume, I <laughs> to was the not tube station. Speeding. I was not speeding. It was at a traffic light and I was actually slowing down because mm. I was about to turn into the tube station. That's how I got to the tube station. I was right there. And maybe a lot of people try to pass... Um, you know, other cars that are too far over at that place, and that's how someone else bumped into the curb. Because it's a like a popular passing zone, and they don't want to go near cars. They would well, rather go up in the curb. It's not really a, a passing zone by its <laughs> legal definition. It's a bus zone. Uh-uh. No. No. The bus was behind me. Listen, the point is, I didn't have my car yesterday because I did damage the tire. That is my you bad. You damaged the tire. Yes, I did. Well, well, you're right. Damage is like when you can repair something. It was repaired. You ruined the tire. Fine. But the rogue cobblestone ruined my tire. And Violet was also a witness. Violet, can you do some mediation? Of the tire incident? Yeah. So we were driving, right? And it was dark because it was like 4 p.m. <laughs> so yeah, fuck you, England. And you're like daylight savings bullshit. Exactly what she said. So we were driving... I was like chatting to my cousins in the back seat. Boom! Like a massive, like like not crash, like a like bump. Like I jumped out of my seat. And then I think the uh, brick maybe came out onto the road. Yeah, I think the brick maybe like and you knocked it back almost into place. Yeah, I think like the brick like maybe like maybe like pulled his pants up and took a fucking walk. Sorry. <laughs> and then like just accidentally bashed into our car. And then that popped us higher. So it was like basically the brick's fault. Totally wasn't mum's fault. Thank you. Closure at last. Wasn't my fault. I've been in exactly zero accidents in my life. I was not speeding, nor had I even had the gin and tonic, well, gin and club orange that I put in the sink. I was exuberant because I had my sister-in-law, my nieces, we were going out, but I was being careful. Why would I drive recklessly with those people in the car? It is the fault of number one, whoever messed up that brick. And number two, that would have been you, whoever, by your logic. Whoever. I drive on curves all the time. And I quote, I drive on curves all the time. So you, if. Okay, look. If you didn't hit it directly, you would have been Listen. If there's a law against driving the, on the curbs, there please is. let me know and I'll turn myself in. <laughs> no, there isn't. 
No, I see lots of people parking on the curbs. I wouldn't do it. Like I don't drive in on the sidewalk, on the pavement when like pedestrians are there. But if it's like just a little area, <laughs> anyway, that's what happened. And now moving on to, I've been incredibly gaslit over the last two weeks to the point that I'm disgusted. I can't even talk about it. I'm talking, of course, about the blossoming fomance, showmance, romance between Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson. I do not abide this. I think my, my personal take, if you don't know what's going on, there's a comedian called Pete Davidson. He's very talented. I have no problem with Pete Davidson. He was born in 1993. That is 10 years post Bobby and me. And he was young and good looking and talented. And he had an interesting story because very tragically, his father died in 9-11 when he was seven years old. And he get, got some opportunities. I think he was in the movie Trainwreck. And then from there, Bill Hader sorted him an audition on SNL. He was uh, the first Saturday Night Live cast, mas- cast member, taskmaster, cast member born in the 1990s. He was one of the youngest ever. And he debuted to critical acclaim. He then did lots of roast shows. He's a stand-up screenwriter, all these things. Really, really funny guy. And I will admit, when I first saw him on the roasts as a comedian, I was like, oh, those are very well-written roasts. That He's great. But he just exploded. He's kind of like the America's Jack Whitehall. Jack Whitehall in this country did stand up very young. He was like an it boy. He had lots of buzz, lots of heat. And I think I'm at liberty to say, I believe he dated a lot of high-profile, beautiful women. He was in demand. Pete Davidson is the same. So I have seen him linked to Kate Beckinsale. I don't know if that's like confirmed or corroborated. Yes, Bobby's nodding. Ariana Grande catapulted him into this stratosphere of like, I can get Ariana Grande. And to look at him, I don't think he's bad looking, but he just looks like a boy from Staten Island. I don't know. He has funny like cartoon tattoos on himself, trainers, socks pulled up. He kind of dresses the way Adam Sandler dressed when we were young. Is that fair to say, BK? Yeah. Like, it just looks just like scruffy. Kind of, he, yeah, but uh, but I mean... Like, truck, like a trashy... Like a trucker. trucker. Yeah. But Bobby and I dress like that. That's true. Yeah, so I mean, like, no harm, no foul. I think that just says I'm confident. I don't have to dress up for you all the time. Um, but then he started bringing home these babes. Ariana Grande was a huge shock, and everybody went, what? They were engaged. That fizzled out. And now Pete Davidson is dating, allegedly, Kim Kardashian. He was walking around with a love bite today for American and Canadian listeners. I'm talking about a hickey. Um, and I just don't know whether I am being played by the Chris Jenner machine or not. I, I feel like the reason it bothers me is because I don't believe in this union. I know about Kravis. Courtney and Travis have hit it off. They're engaged. But why would Kim, who's usually the leader of that family, look at her less interesting to look at or exciting to look at, whatever the quote was, sister, and think, yeah, I too am going to bring home a neck tattoo. This is going to work for me. I think it's too samey, samey. I don't buy it. No criticism of either one of them, but it's making me cross. Bobby, you're an it boy. You're sexy. You're funny. You're really good looking. Maybe a bit of a rebel. Uh, You obviously can get really, really hot women. That's true. What's going on? How's he doing it? What is your take? Well, I don't particularly like Pete Davidson. I mean, Why? I don't know. I just like his face. I don't like, I guess, something about him. But dating a comedian, they can be fun and exciting. But I think what's happening here is he's somehow turned himself into some sort of status symbol for these women that 
you know, are hot. Some of them, I mean, I don't think Kim is. I think maybe Kate Beckinsale, yes. Um, yes. But I think he's laid down the groundwork earlier in his life to date these younger, hotter women. And then now you get the older ones, oh, if I date Pete Davidson, then I'm a hot girl. And mm -hmm. so I think they're kind of hitching their wagons to his past or his reputation. Whether he's you know a sweet guy or a nice guy or you know a good boyfriend, I don't really think it matters to them at this point, especially Kim. She's all about status. Yeah. So I think that's what's happening here. I think you're right. He's made some wise investments in his dating history. He's got a good dating profile. And I hadn't really considered that who you've dated in the past reflects on you. Yes. And these women are thinking, Pete Davidson. I, I mean, I will say for Kim, if she has to date a celebrity, and I think she almost has to, unless she wants to go the route of But then of she's also fears. copying her sister almost. Like in, That's how I feel in, about in it. In a way. Well, not, um, they are different, completely different ones. <clears throat> but in they a, look the same in the picture. <laughs> well, in a Kardashian sense, they're not different. No, they're because not. Kardashians are all about, you know, the aesthetic, the gram, like what yeah. it looks like. So I agree with you that it, it feels very... It's just tacky. Is it? For Kim, I think. That's my take. Or is Kim actually letting loose after a relationship with Kanye, with a guy who's really fun, he's not like stuck up. You know how annoying LA people are? I feel like Pete yeah. is really smart and funny. Is Kim secretly really, really smart and funny? She is making a business decision. I don't and a, know. And a bad one at that, is my opinion. Who would you like to see Kim Kardashian with? I, I don't care. But no, is it, don't. like, I really, if it was any like person, I wouldn't really care. But the fact that it's Pete Davidson just makes it like kind of cringy for me. Do you think he's using her or she's using him or they're both, both using, yeah? Both. He oh. now, yeah, it works both ways. Now he's like upped his profile even more to like the yeah. top, top. And yeah, so he's, I mean, this is going to work out well for him. He was in a bad place whenever the Ariana Grande ended, yeah. I think. I don't think it worked out well for him. I don't know who he dated after that. I don't know either. It's probably secret hookups. I thought you were going to say secret hookers, which... Hookers. <laughs> I would say sex workers. You know that? Oh. You would too. I forgot. Yeah. I just forgot. I'll there. take that out. Don't worry. Okay. But it was funny though. Yeah, yeah. It was funny. Should I leave it in? You didn't mean it. Yeah, fine. I don't give a shit. Okay. Here's a list of Pete Davidson's girlfriends that we have not mentioned. A stunning actress called Margaret Qualley. Look at her. She's got like an old school camera oh, there in God. Venice. Yeah. Who has that kind of camera? So they had a short and sweet romance, which was confirmed by page six. And look at him. He just looks, he's got like a long beard that's not really, like what, what would you call that beard? Bobby would not have that for a day. Oh, uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm not far off that beard. It's, it's like the, you know, again, white trash, kind of not thick, not full. Yeah. You know, chin strap, but he also has a cigarette hanging out of his hand, which is actually kind of cool. Yeah, he's confident. But also she's got a camera from like 2002, so I don't know what's going on here. It's because she's probably kooky. These actresses are like, oh, I have a camera. Like a digital Venice. camera, yeah, weird. She's stunning though, she can do whatever she wants. Then, Kaya Gerber, do you know who that is? Nope. That is... Uh, she sounds Austrian. No, she is um, Cindy Crawford's, or Claudia Schiffer's. It's Cindy Crawford's daughter? It is, yeah. Uh, he found love again with Kaya Gerber, the daughter of Cindy Crawford, and Randy Gerber. And so she's hot, obviously. And look at them, short-lived romance. And then Phoebe from Bridgerton. I've mm. yet to see Bridgerton, but it looks like they went together to Wimbledon. Okay. Okay. And then now Kim K. Hooking up with Pete, who she met on SNL, smiling, wearing Yeezys. That's a slam. Oof. Yeah. Like Kanye, man. Love him. 
I just don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I think he's not even that tall. I thought maybe he was really, really tall. But in this picture with Kim, he's not much taller than she is. And she's teeny tiny. Okay. He is a six and a half, seven out of ten looks. His personality, I don't know. But, I mean, he's not as good as the women that he's pulling in. No. But I don't think women date for looks necessarily. They don't. But, again, this was, I'm circling back to like the status thing. Like he, yeah. The reason he's pulling in is because of, you know, he got the groundwork early in his life and now he's you know we used to say like he's planted some seeds and now those like seeds have like grown and he has this beautiful forest around him now what who used he, to say that i did so wait a minute so you are men aware of this like strategy Maybe like um like i don't know about like biology and stuff but possibly like they're like all right i'm not sure maybe but it was kind of a joke oh you plant a seed like if you just yeah lay out the work do the work did and you, then you kind of you know it's like gardening you get the when the seasons come you've got the full oh here we go he's back to the lawn <laughs> it works do you feel like any women that you've regretted dating or like have not been your best seeds do you feel like they brought down your stock your, your, your personal crypto mm, yeah definitely because then you second guess a few things here or there yeah but, you're like maybe I'm just worth this yeah, I'm not. Yeah, that's. Are you a believer in big dick energy? Yes. Do you think that's what's going on with Pete Davidson? No, definitely not. No. No. You think he has a small wiener? He's probably got a reasonably sized one. I don't know. Why do you think about people? Um, that's because... what your mom thinks about on the daily, but no, especially when you're, you know, with a hunk like me. No. Listen, no. I don't it, think it matters. See, women don't. I don't think chase. In these circumstances, big dick energy. I think they chase like. Small dick energy. <laughs> we don't chase small dick energy. They don't, they don't chase small dick energy. They chase. Here's how I feel about. Okay, no, you. Something completely... in between the two. That... But that is big dick energy. I think that the mistake is we don't think about big dick energy as being anything about the dick. I have big dick energy. I don't have a dick. We don't care about the dick, but I do think that men in showers and in their own circles will notice or comment on the size of each other's genitals. Is that true or false? 100% true. Right. So a man who grows up with that level of like reverence from his peers, he thinks it's something important, so he has extra confidence, and we are attracted to that confidence. It has no bearing on like what the actual. But that type of confidence that fizzles out when you're 19, and you realize it doesn't really matter how big your dick is. Really? Really. That's easy for someone with a big dick to say. <laughs> I'm excited when anyone's having fun, especially following a divorce, because those are tough times. Where do you stand on Kim and Pete? I mean, it certainly, I don't think, will last. Uh, Pete's probably calm, cool, interesting to Kim. And she's, you know, on a rebound, obviously. And it's a classic, you know, I'm going to date this guy after my marriage fizzles out type of romance. I like that. I like that Pete's positioned himself as like, yeah. my t-shirts are dirty. I have neck tattoos. I have mismatched socks. I'm uh, kind of crazy. I'm a smoker. If you leave your husband, there I am. <laughs> Yes. Genius. I want to get a real 360 on this thing. Unfortunately, I do not believe that I am close friends with anyone who knows Kim Kardashian, but I am close friends with comedian and screenwriter Alex Edelman, and I think he knows Pete Davidson, so I'm going to give him a call. Hello? 
Hello, Alex Adam, and welcome to Telling Everybody Everything. Hi, Catherine. How's it going? I'm very well. Thank you for being a guest once again. I'm so thrilled. You know, I heard from so many people after the first appearance. That, uh, did you? I actually did. I heard from an NYU student who uh, told me that I had uh, changed their approach to dating celebrities. Oh. And, uh, it really made it really made me uh, really made me laugh. If I can reach if I can reach one NYU freshman, that's all that matters. Well, I'm sure Timothy Chalamet feels very much the same. Um, if you'd like to listen to Alex's first appearance, it was in the Timothy Chalamet episode. And Alex, as our resident celebrity guru, I'm calling you today to ask about Pete Davidson. You might have seen that he is, I mean, started an alleged romance with Kim Kardashian. I don't really believe, I don't know what's going on. I feel tremendously gaslit by the whole thing. And I believe you know Pete, so I felt like I would just call you, get your take I mean, on it. He's a brilliant comedian, and he's a really sweet guy, and he's so um, funny, and he's hardworking, and he's done a lot of work on himself. And my question is, like, how are these women landing Pete Davidson? Because some of these women are, like, amazing and accomplished and, and you know, brilliant. And, like, and but also, like, Pete is a real catch. And some of these women I see, you know, being, like, connected to him, I'm like, I don't know if I don't know how these ladies are managing to to get in with him. Like he's a really upper tier guy, and I'm really confused whenever whenever people are like, "Oh my God, how's Pete Davidson, you know, managing to managing to date this like model?" I'm like, "Well, he's a super talented, funny sweetheart. That's why he's managing to date these people." Yeah, I mean, so. do you think maybe that genders look for different things? Like maybe these models don't want to date models. They want to date someone like Pete Davidson, who's funny and engaging and they're not used to that. And maybe he for as amazing as you think he is, is actually quite shallow and loves a big fake ass. I don't, I don't think that that is, I don't think that's anything to nothing that I know about Pete Davidson would suggest that that is at all true. But like, I think the way people think of genders looking for other genders sometimes might be slightly skewed they're like oh my god how is this woman dating this like you know like whenever whenever someone points out like in a uh in like a early aughts comedy they're like can you believe they put that woman with this guy who's not as attractive i'm like yeah people find redeeming features in other people that aren't just whether or not they have like a cup size or like a waistline like there are different people find different things in different people and Pete has like something really special about him so it's just a coincidence that Pete is dating uh, women who all look like utter 12 out of 10s but he's really looking for what's inside he's dated he's dated plenty of people that are that I think are <laughs> I don't want to be like I think he's dated plenty of ugly people <laughs> and then you can be like which ones and I'm like I've got a family please but uh, but he's really uh, I don't know. I think I think by the way, some people can be beautiful on the outside and beautiful on the inside. You, for example, beautiful on the outside, beautiful on the inside. I hate the right. political answers that you're giving today. It makes me feel like you're running for office. I called you for the absolute tea. I'm not running for office. I happen to like Pete Davidson. Why is this like a brave stance all of a sudden liking Pete Davidson? Like he is a nice guy, and people treat this like it's some like like someone from Mars is dating is dating like a toy robot. Like this is a real. Like, there's a real person. What is this? What is this big? I, I genuinely don't understand the kerfuffle around it. What does he smell like? What does he smell like? 
I Staten Island. <laughs> Have you seen his penis? Um, uh, <laughs> no, not not in years. <laughs> You've never like showered with him or done any no, sports. We're not- we're not that close. At most comedy clubs in New York don't have the same showers. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't dislike. Do you, I don't dislike Pete yeah. Davidson. I think he's very talented. I remember when I first saw him. It was on a roast uh, of was it maybe Charlie Sheen? I don't know. That was my first experience of seeing his comedy, and I thought he was great. And I would compare him to an American Jack Whitehall in a way. Young, got a lot of heat, got a lot of buzz right off the bat, and started dating loads of beautiful women. I think he is an absolute, uh, from the minute, like, I don't know, I think there was always something, like, really special and confident about Pete, like, because yeah. I wished I had it from the first time I met him. This is before he was on SNL. He was on Wild and Out before he was on SNL, and wow. I was like, God, this guy's really fun. His first manager was, like, Nick Cannon. Like, that's a thing that I don't think many people remember about him, but I think he was, like, managed for a time by Nick Cannon. So. Well, Nick Cannon has yes, the, seven kids. Yeah, but Nick Cannon had four kids this year. Look, the man is prolific, and he has an eye for young talent. So I think it's a... He was always really funny, and I genuinely think this is like... People are always like, Seth Rogen, how's... You know, every comic dates above their station, like, in terms of the looks department. Mel Brooks dated Anne Bancroft, the woman from The Graduate. And, like, you know, every male comic... Dates that someone way more beautiful than them. Well, like, thank you for saying. Thank you for saying male comic because no offense to like Melissa McCarthy, but no one's like, oh, Melissa McCarthy and David Beckham are fucking. You know, it doesn't happen the same way. But Melissa McCarthy's had like this, you know, been dating the same guy for like Ben Falcone for like a bazillion years, and he's like really, really cute, really, really cute, and really, really handsome. So I assume. I mean, come on. You know. Does he look like Kim Kardashian? Um, I think their butt is probably the same size. <laughs> All right. Do you think this relationship between Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian is authentic, genuine? Are they fucking? I have no idea. I genuinely would. I'm not trying to be like boring and political. I just have absolutely no idea. But he said they were, so they are. He said uh, they were? When did he say that? I think he said there was a headline that was like, Pete Davidson hints at Kim Kardashian romance. Uh, and the hint was... Uh, we're, we're, you know, like, yeah, we're dating. And someone pointed out that that's the opposite of hinting. But like, yeah, I think he's confirmed it. Holy shit. And you think it's going to go the distance? I don't, I have absolutely, I have no idea. Are you, are you testing me? I've got no, I've got no clue. Fine. Well, I don't, there's. What do you want for me to be like, oh God, yeah, I think this is a. I don't know. Like, these what I want from people. you. These parasocial relationships are completely unhealthy, Catherine. Yeah, I know. I know. I will agree with that. But what I want from you is just eyes on the ground. You're an L.A. resident. You know a lot of famous people. Pete Davidson is at least half Jewish, from what I understand. I thought you'd have better oh, intel than this. I thought you'd at least have seen his penis. Next time I see him at, next time I see him at synagogue, I'll, I'll bring it up. Thank you, Alex. Are you having a good day? No problem. I am. It's sweltering hot out here. I'm sure it's the same exact same temperature in. Uh, I'm sure it's the exact same temperature where you are in London. Oh my god! It's uh, it's, bro- it's it's broiling hot. I miss the UK and I miss its temperatures and I. I don't know. I miss everybody there. But 
Well, I'm fiercely jealous of the weather. Thank you very much for your input. I will not take any more of your time. And do you, know, do you have anything you'd like to plug to the UK audience? I have some American um, listeners. I'm doing a solo show in New York City. If anyone manages to slip out of the UK and make it to New York, I'm going to be doing a solo show for all of December. And then I'm going to reschedule the UK shows that I had to cancel because of COVID. So that'll be in like the next couple of weeks. But I love but New yeah. York City. Do you feel like your family would let me and Bobby and Violet and Fred stay in your flat if we promise to be kosher? A thousand percent. Yes. I want you to be there in December. You guys can. It, it, absolutely. You can come whenever. Incredible news. Thank you. If you hear anything more about Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian, do they have a couple's name yet? Like Benifer? Um, uh, Dave Dashian? Fine. Let me know if you hear anything else. It's I will. Very important. Car, Car- Davidson? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye bye. Talk to you later. Bye bye. Fuck Bobby. He had nothing. Mm. Do you know, I am objectifying both Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian and all of the ex-girlfriends in this narrative. I feel badly about that. You know, these are real people, as Alex pointed out. But my main takeaway, I think, is that I can be hard on Pete Davidson because guess who is the female Pete Davidson? Me. I'm dating someone hotter than me. And don't sit there shaking your head. If we were Benifer, you would be J-Lo. That's why when we started dating, everyone who loved me suspected foul play and Carrie hired a private detective. My life is like a Diet Coke commercial. You're sexy, and I'm the first funny woman that I know who has a boyfriend slash husband this hot. You don't disagree. He's quiet because he knows that it's true. No, that's incorrect. And you like me because I'm funny and my big dick energy. And my I'm, trainers. I'm Pete Davidson. You're the Kardashian. You have the big butt. I do have a big butt. The first thing I was ever, you know, attracted that's to. That's true. Um, first quality, along with the comedy. You're kind of a hybrid Pete Davidson Kardashian. Yeah, I am. So, ladies, we can have it all. Be funny and cool. I mean, currently, oh my God, there's a girl that I grew up with who is very active on social media for being hot. And I show Bobby her social media every day, and I'm like, look. And you know, you would not show your husband someone this hot. But she's so insufferable that I'm not jealous in any way. I don't feel threatened. I'm like, look at this. Thank God I have a personality. True? True. Not to say hot people can't have a personality. I think Kim Kardashian, for everything that she's achieved, I think she must be very funny and smart. And I wish them, you know what? I've done a 360 on this. I think it's a genuine relationship, and I wish them the best. And I'm kind of getting sick of Courtney and Travis. It's too much. So Alex completely flipped you. No, just this t- this chat, this day completely flipped me. I think you need a good night's sleep. <laughs> I'm taking off my eyelashes right now. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. I'm just trying to end it on a positive note. Don't you agree? Like, no, good for I, them. I like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'm happy for whoever, but yeah. I mean, I don't think it's a genuine like true thing that will last look Bobby neither do I okay so there we go but if she's having some fun can you imagine well, how like I said earlier it's a classic rebound yeah. so she wants to go out and have fun and like hitch her wagons to his dating history and like you know yeah and maybe you know after an oppressive marriage to Kanye West and I don't mean oppressive in any like abusive sense I just mean like that would be a tricky relationship wouldn't it well I mean she's obviously attracted to people that are bipolar I think they both are oh, they both come out yeah. and been that way so that's one thing exciting with Pete when you're bipolar you can be the most exciting most fun person mm. but they you know there comes a time we have to deal with some of the the bad not if you're that, Kim Kardashian you're gonna be like I'm filming on the west coast see ya well then you get a like a ranch in Montana for your <laughs> yeah. husband I don't know it, 
I mean... She's a caretaker, maybe. Well, I think we've covered it. And however you feel about Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian, I don't know. I don't know. I just want people to be in love. And I love when people find each other in their 40s. So all my young listeners, it is never, ever too late for you. You can find love in your 80s, your 90s. Bobby and I fell in love when we were 30... 17. 17. Oh, that was a trick question. You got it right. This is a special episode of Telling Everybody Everything. I have a really cool message from Pinterest, so check this out. And when we come back, your emails. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I am delighted to have Telling Everybody Everything sponsored by Pinterest. Pinterest is a cultural hub, perfect for inspiring action toward doing more of what you love. Explore what's possible, try new things, and get access to the world's most interesting creators on Pinterest. You can find, shape, do, and enjoy things that just might surprise you. I've been using Pinterest for a long time, back when Pinterest first came out, when it was for the pumpkin spice latte live life love moms, but now it's for everyone. Pinterest genuinely has it all. First, I started using it earlier this year for building specifications. You guys might remember my gorgeous husband, Bobby Kay, digging a hole in the garden. Well, that hole was well thought out. There were no mistakes. It was not jazz. It was not a freestyling hole. I was on Pinterest looking at inspiring plunge pools. That's what our pool is called. I didn't even know that's what it was called. First, I was looking at indoor pools. Then I was looking at indoor-outdoor pools. I was looking small, heated pool, patio pool. That is called a plunge pool. And I saw so many amazing ones on Pinterest. A lot of inspiration there. And then I was able to link up with the amazing designer and builder who made it. That pool was not Bobby Kay's craftsmanship, though he did enjoy sitting in the hole on a warm, sunny morning. I use Pinterest for interior design inspiration. We recently just got a big blue navy corner sofa, and I wasn't really sure how to dress it. I put it in the landing, and I knew that it was a gorgeous sofa, lovely, soft, velvety, but I needed it to have that extra spark. And so I just put navy corner sofa in, and I saw so many inspiring creations. I found all that inspiration on Pinterest. My biggest thing right now, though, is nail art. You can really get carried away with yourself on Pinterest. There is so much nail art, very ambitious, long nails. I have thought on occasion, maybe I could have long acrylic nails like Cardi B, but they look very spiky and I wouldn't be able to change the baby or do any housework. 
but I do need my nails. I need to type. I am a writer. I need to look after the baby. I need to clean. So I found on Pinterest the hottest color of the season. You heard it here first, dark green. I found the most beautiful marbled dark green natural nails. They've done it with a gel. So it's all your natural nail and it looks almost like jewels. It genuinely looks like you have precious gemstones on the end of your fingertips. Thank you, Pinterest, for that. I have the most poppin' hands at the playgroup. And you can't just search anywhere for this stuff. You really can't because you won't have the shopping links that I definitely enjoyed with the sofa cushions. And you won't have the safety and security of knowing that you're going to find only the good stuff that you love that you're looking for. You're not going to find any dodgy stuff on there. You don't want to be typing in long, narrow hallway just anywhere. You get a picture of Kim Kardashian and someone throwing a bunch of hot dogs. Offensive. You put it into Pinterest and you'll find out all about those skinny side tables, beautiful mirrors, nice floral arrangements that you can do. Ooh, I found my moss bowl on Pinterest. I found a great shopping link for it and everything. Um, a local British designer made it and I found that actually on the Kardashian show. They had a bowl of moss that almost looked like broccoli in the middle of their marble table. And I was like, yes, please, because it's low and you can still have a conversation over top. I found that for myself on Pinterest. And also, it's about to be baby's first Christmas, isn't it, Fred? Fred's joining me now. And we, of course, want to decorate the house in a beautiful way for him, but we also want to get out of the house, if you know what I mean. It's dark at 4 p.m., so I found loads of inspiration for holidays on Pinterest. I just typed in Spain, and I could see the most beautiful places to go. Other creators had been so generous to share their beautiful experience and their photos so that I could figure out exactly what kind of holiday was best for the family. I don't take holidays very often. You know that. I'm a business woman. I am a working new father. <laughs> I always say I was Violet's mother, but I'm Fred's dad. So I use Pinterest for business as well. I've always got to look on point, both on stage, on film, television shows, panel shows, live gigs. And I have my gorgeous stylist, Jen, and she knows what to do when it comes to dressing me. But I am very much involved in the process. I go on Pinterest, I find the hottest fashions, the exact shapes that are gonna suit me, the colors of the season, what's happening on the runways, and I feed that back to Jen and we collaborate together to get the most incredible looks. And I know people love how I dress because on Pinterest, there are 390 ideas for Katherine Ryan right now. Look at this, Fred. Oh my gosh, I looked incredible in that yellow dress. Here's me when I was a lot younger, Fred, before you were born, this is about four years ago. I miss that face. Ooh, this is when my legs were longer. Somehow, my legs have gotten short. <laughs> yeah, it's not funny, Fred. The sky's the limit on Pinterest. You've changed, I've changed. With endless things to get into on Pinterest, you just might surprise yourself. So visit Pinterest today. Ay, 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 not a great start in the emails. Catherine, for a year and a half now, I've been dating a man who is 46. I'm 28. He has two grown-up children. They are adults from a previous relationship. Our relationship started as friends, but progressed quite quickly due to lockdown, and I felt we were both in a really good place. Just as lockdown ended, he called things off due to commitment issues that he wanted to work on. Obviously, I was gutted, but I understood. Two months later, he came back on the scene, and things somehow started up again. Jump forward another two months and I told him I loved him. I felt things were going so well and I truly did feel that way. He told me he was dysfunctional but loved spending time with me. Uh-oh. 
I'm an amazing person, a beautiful soul. So I fell for that and convinced myself he did love me. He just couldn't say it. Okay. Oh no, this is going to be bad. Well, again, jump forward a few months after being told I may not be able to conceive and I am two months pregnant. He doesn't want the baby. He's tried to tell me to get an abortion, book an appointment for me. Good luck. I don't even think a man can do that. And when I've expressed that I can't, he's become increasingly angry with me. And now he's ignoring me. I don't want him in my life, but obviously I want him to be part of my baby, our baby's life. What do you mean? Obviously. How do I manage that? How do I cope if he wants no involvement? What do I say to my baby? I just need to know your thoughts and see how to process this from someone looking from the outside with no emotional connection. I have an incredible support network behind me to support me and my baby. So that's a positive, but any advice you have would be beyond helpful. I mean, why do you believe that you need this man in your child's life? And if it can't be that way, then, oh, what am I going to say to the baby? Like, how am I going to cope? Truth be told, let's say he was like, oh, I'm so excited. Let's get married. You would still be raising that baby basically on your own. He is an older man who has grown children and he has expressed, you know, that he doesn't want to be involved. So cut him out completely. When someone walks out of your life, you let them go. And that's what I would say to my baby. I would honestly be like, I I would not bend over backwards because what you don't want, God forbid, Look, I appreciate that it's important to know your roots and that parents both have a right um, to access and it's good for children to know both of their parents, obviously, like in ideal circumstances, but we are not living in ideal circumstances. And I would not be bending over backwards to include this guy because what if he turns around and goes, oh, actually, now all of a sudden I'm interested and I want the baby all with me. You know, he's proved to be toxic, not interested. By the way, you sh- oh, it's a it was a huge mistake. I mean, not that your child is a mistake, but getting hitching your wagon to this man is a mistake. When someone tells you, "Oh, I love spending time with you, but I'm really dysfunctional." Believe them. Believe them. He's telling you that he is not the one. He's not ready for commitment, and a child is the biggest commitment of your life. If you were somehow able to persuade him to stick around, I promise you that it would cause you more grief than good. There would be fighting. Is that good for your child? There would be periods of abandonment. Is that good for your child? There would be a lot of stress on you. Maybe uh, the trauma of constantly being rejected and devalued and lied to and, you know, uh, what's it called? Breadcrumbing when they go, oh, I like spending time with you. Like, here's a little bit of me, but not enough. Say goodbye to this man and never look back. You can have this baby on your own and you may not even be alone. If you're looking for partnership, you could meet someone tomorrow, but wasting your time or this baby's time on this grandfather who's already raised his kids is a fool's errand. Guys, I hate to say goodbye, but it has nearly been an hour and I'm just not going to be able to get to any other emails. The baby is crying. It is a full-time job, even with two parents who are completely invested. So I just hate to hear about situations like in the last email. Sticking with someone who is less than totally invested is never, never good for you. I understand, you know, keeping things open, but you have to prioritize your own sanity, your mental health so that you, so that someone can best look after your children. And also never forget that everything happens for a reason. And some souls, they want to move mountains to come to earth and 
sometimes you are a casualty of their journey here. And, you know, there will be a purpose for that. Lovely little soul, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So many worries are small. Like, you know, me, my preoccupation with Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian. But you know what? People have been asking me all week to address it. I have done now. I look forward to doing another podcast next Wednesday and never being late for you again. Thank you for being part of the conversation. Thank you for buying my book. It makes an excellent Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever Kwanzaa gift, the audacity. Thank you for coming to see me on tour. I have a couple more weeks and then I'm off for Christmas. I'm still doing the podcast, but I'm off tour for Christmas. And then we come back with more Mrs. Tour dates throughout the UK in 2022. Can you believe it is nearly 2022. Write me an email telling everybody everything at gmail.com. I will get to as many as they can later in the week. And I will see you soon. Please look after each other. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.